Hello, and welcome to another episode of Journey to the Rise. I'm your host, Lucretia. In today's episode, we talk with Teresa Folly Batts, an author and inspirational speaker. This woman has quite the story. She worked at NASA, raised a family, has been featured in Women's Success Magazine, has authored two books, and has a successful inspirational speaking career. While that sounds all perfect, her life was far from it. She has overcome a lot in life, and she believes if you put your mind into what you want in life, it can become your reality. I believe that is one of the many reasons why she has been successful with her speaking engagements. Get ready for inspiration. Please welcome Teresa Folly Batts. Excited to have our guest today. She inspires people everywhere she goes. She seeks to uplift and encourage others. And she had a 32-year career in NASA, which I can't wait to dive into that. <laughs> and was featured at Women at NASA. And we get to talk to her today. Teresa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Lucretia, for having me. I'm excited as much as you are. <laughs> Yay! Wonderful. So I just want to dive in. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up between Nashville, Tennessee, and Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, I was born in Nashville. By the age of nine, my parents divorced, and we moved to Huntsville, Alabama, which put my mom closer to her family. And so it was between the two, and right now I call Huntsville my home, except when I'm talking to people from Nashville, I always claim Nashville like, hey, I was born at Vanderbilt Hospital. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was life for you like as a kid? Were you close with your family? Were you involved with activities? Well, life for me was a bit different. I was the oldest and, um, Being the oldest, I was placed in a responsibility role early on. And I tease my sons today when I tell them I really didn't have a real childhood because I was in that responsibility role and, you know, making sure your siblings were doing this. And of course, they didn't want to listen to you half the time because they saw you as an equal and I saw myself as the boss. But... (laughs) I really, but I did, I did excel in school though. I can say that. I remember being in Nashville. I was in Nashville from uh, kindergarten to third grade. And I was always an excellent student. And even when we moved here, um, I continued to excel in school until, you know, got around eighth, ninth grade. And I always say my focus changed from books to boys. So, but I had a I had a pretty I had a pretty good I had a pretty good childhood. But I've and I think when you look at life, sometimes you do not know the foundation that is being laid, even as a child, of what you may do later on in life. Because uh, my son sometimes called me. Uh, bossy and I always say no it's administrative skills you know how to get things done so yeah so so yeah I had I had a bit of a I had a bit of a uh to me a challenging childhood because I can remember some things that my mom had to deal with uh, you know when we would get evicted uh from a place and she'd have to go out and 
And we would, as little kids, walking with her, trying to find somewhere to stay. So it was a very, it was a challenging childhood, but I could see how it shaped and molded me later on in life. Wow, that must have been really difficult. Did you fully understand what was happening when you all were being evicted as such a young child? I don't really fully, I don't fully remember understanding but I can remember uh, in that instance where we ended up in a basement of somebody's home. Uh, I can remember that because my mom told, she had told me uh, that when she had had my sister, I had pulled a stool up to the stove to cook her an egg at five years old. Now, I, now that's what I can't understand, but she would tell that story over and over and she would always talk about how I was reading the Bible at five years of age. And, you know, I was just, I was in that role of just being responsible. So yeah. it's just, it's just who I have been all my life, I feel like. Wow. So when you get through school yeah. and these challenging times, like what did you do once you were done with high school? Did you go to college? Like, where did you go? And what was life for you like? Well, I, I went to high school and I will share that going into my senior year of high school, I had a baby, oh, 16 wow. years old, not a clue of what it is to be a mother. Okay. You cannot make me believe any 16 year old fully understands what it means to be a mother. And I'll raise my hand first that I had no clue. Uh, but I will say by the grace of God, I had my son, my mother was there who knew about children and she helped me. And by the time I was um, 20, I, I got married. And uh, later on, I would have three more sons. And I'm proud to say for my sons, Three of them graduated from the Tennessee, Tennessee State University and one finished here at the University of Alabama. So, you know, even though and, and that's that's where my inspiration comes from. You cannot look at someone's life, no matter how challenging or how rough or how it's it is in the beginning, because I do believe because I can look at my own life and see that if you put your mind to doing things, it will happen. And I will share that one of the reasons that I became a mentor early on, even while I was working, I became a mentor for the very reason what I needed as a child, I, I felt like I needed to give it to somebody else. I needed to encourage these young girls in fourth and fifth grade, sixth and seventh grade, and even some high school students. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are right now. You can start laying the foundation. And, and one of the things I always tell them is, and I'm gonna help you get rid of some of that attitude, okay? Because you don't want that to be part of who you are growing up. Because me being a manager at NASA, that's one of the things that can easily separate you from getting the job and not getting the job. So, you know, just really trying to help them build foundations of, of belief in themselves. And I would always tell the girls, you know, no matter how much I believe in you, it's up to you to believe in yourself. 
And so, you know, helping them to lay the stones of, you know, having confidence, self-esteem, uh, how to deal with conflict. That was one of the, the big ones that uh, me and another mentor would do with the girls. But just trying to help lay a foundation and helping them to love themselves, you know. And it was some interesting times. It was some interesting times. But what I realized, I was so involved with these girls because I know what I needed as a child coming up, someone to whisper that encouraging word to me. And it wasn't until actually I was in um, technical college, I was going to get my associate's degree, that one of my teachers, her name is Miss, I'll call her name, Miss Neva Bright. She whispered some words to me that just, just really just made me, she said, you know what, in this shorthand class, I'm going to separate the girls from the women. And it was about, I would say it was probably about 20 of us in the class to begin with. And I thought to myself, you're going to separate the girls from the women? Well, I know by then, because I'd had a child too. I think may I had my second child. I was like, oh, I know I'm a woman. Okay. Well, guess what? When it was all said and done, I think it was about five of us that lasted in that shorthand class. And I, I took the honor of being, yes, of being considered, yeah. But it was a challenge when she said that for me. And, and I talked to her not long ago and she said, Teresa, you know, you came out of that, that uh, class and with your grades and finished that associate degree with honors with children because my third son was born three days after I graduated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. But it was, yeah, but it, yeah, but it, I was determined uh, to do it, you know? And so I, I really, I'm, I'm very grateful for that perseverance. And I, I, I believe I get that from my mom because she was working two jobs, you know, when we were younger, you know, just to provide for us. So I, her perseverance and determination to, you know, make a way, and not, you know, bemoan her situation. I take a lot of that from her, yeah. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have more from our guest, Teresa, as she shares how she worked through distractions to accomplish her personal and professional goals. The goal for any business is to grow and reach a new level. Get there faster by being an authority in your industry with a video docu-series. Using video, you can showcase you, your business, your staff, products and services, and your why. Building relationships is key, and a high-quality video can give existing and potential clients a way to get to know you. It also allows you to build a connection that results in increased sales. If you would like to know more about how you can enhance your business with video, contact GirlBossProductions.com today. Does your website have content that was created by your cousin Danny back in 2003? It sounds like it's time for a refresher. With Girl Boss Copywriter, we work with you to learn about you, your business, and we strive to create content that will help you build a community, relationships with your existing and prospective clients. With web pages that convert clicks into sales, email sequences that engage your database, you deserve to grow and build your business so you can live the life you dreamed when you started your business. Working as a girl boss doesn't mean you have to live the hustle culture. 
It means you recognize when you need to delegate tasks so you can focus on what you do best and you let the others do the rest. Want to know more about how to have an engaging website and utilize your email list to convert sales and grow your business? Go to girlbosscopywriter.com. Welcome back to Journey to the Rise. We continue our conversation with Teresa. She shares how she felt called to be a mentor and how that led her to inspire others. Wow, that's amazing. And you had mentioned when you were little, you read the Bible. Has your faith always kind of carried you through? It has. It has been my foundation. I am convinced because I can remember even as a child, you know, we were always going to church. Uh, we would go up sometime to Nashville and my my father still lived there after they divorced, but we would go to church with him. And I can remember even as a child, you know, the church we were going to here, I was singing in the choir. We were, you know, it looked like every time we turn around, we were in church, but it wasn't so much about being there in the physical. It was just something that was within my soul that that I just believe that there was and there is a higher power. And, and, and I feel like even to this day that I'm the evidence of that truth for me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. So yes. you graduate, you have a baby. Like, What was next for you? Yeah, I graduate, I have a baby. I tried to go to school after high school. I tried to go to college after high school, but I, my, I wasn't really focused, okay? I had a lot of distractions. And so I did, like I said earlier, I did get married. I met this young man and we got married. And um, like I said, we had three more sons before we divorced about 20 years you know, into the marriage. It just, we were just, I just said we were not on the same page. And it did not work out, but I did remarry later. No more children, though. No more children. <laughs> so, uh, but I do have grandchildren now. I've been blessed with grandchildren. I always wanted a daughter. And God blessed me to have two granddaughters right off the bat. You know, my yeah, my, my oldest son and my third-born son, they both had daughters a month apart. They're both 15 years old now. Uh, Morgan and Juliana. So, and I have some grandsons too. So, yeah. So I was blessed. I was blessed with. I have now have six grandchildren. So, yeah. Wow, that's enough to keep you busy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I love that. So, how did you get involved with NASA? Well, the teacher that I mentioned when I was working on my associate's degree, she actually talked to the co-op office about getting me on at NASA as a secretary co-op at the time. And uh, so she was instrumental in making that happen. Well, I got on with NASA and that was, I would say back in 82 when I came on full time. And um, from there, I was a secretary for a few years and it was like, nah, I gotta do something else. And so me, I went back to school to work on my bachelor's degree with four sons, by the way. 
And uh, I was blessed. I was blessed because right before I was to graduate, I got a co-op in the procurement office where I spent the majority of my career. And so it was a blessing. The, the door was open for me to do that. And so I went in there as a contract specialist and I ended my career uh, being the manager of the uh, policy office. Wow. And what was the environment like yeah. to work at NASA? Like that's really exciting. Oh yeah, you know, when I started, we were in the shuttle days. So it was just a whole lot of things going on, you know. And so I was working, you know, with contracts and things that supported the programs that NASA had. And so it was very interesting to see the work that was being done there. I mean, the work that will inspire generations to come. So, yeah, so it was a good time. It was a good time. It was just a good time just to be there because the energy was just, you know, really good. And yeah, people were working toward a common goal. So, yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So how did you yeah. end up getting featured as the women of at NASA? Well, I I was featured uh, because of uh, the work that I was doing, of course, and how I, I believe I was already inspiring young ladies by my mentoring. Because even while I worked, I would take a day out of the week, an hour out of the week to go to the schools, even while I was working. And just being, being that person who inspired and encouraged people who were not just only in my organization, but I was mentoring and, and coaching people outside of my particular organization, the procurement office. And so I guess that's the reason, <laughs> one of the reasons why, uh, because of just, of just what I was doing to inspire others. Wow. And, and those that worked at NASA, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. amazing. And so was it through this mentoring that, like, how, how did you get started with all this mentoring? Did you just feel drawn to it? Did an opportunity come along? I actually felt drawn to it. Um, I'll say that me and service have been together for a long time. I started uh, when I was probably about 14, 15 years old as a candy striper in Huntsville Hospital. Um, so my service, as far as being involved in doing things to help others, it's always been. I remember even when I was mentoring at one of the middle schools, my sister is a beautician and I would take some of the students because I always feel that you will feel better about yourself when you can look at yourself and you can see yourself a certain way. So some of the girls, whether the parents had time to do their hair or what, they needed help with that. And so my sister, she would actually help with their hair by you know doing what needed to be done to make them look good and make them feel good about themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. It makes all the world. So I was drawn. I was drawn to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It makes gosh. a makes a complete difference. Yes. Yes. 
I yes. love that. And what was the motivation becoming an, an inspirational, pardon me, inspirational speaker? Well, the motivation for me is I realize that words have the ability to uplift and to inspire. And also words have the ability to tear down. And so I feel that I am inspired because I know what words can do. They can build you up. And so with my story and with the things that have transpired in my life and me sharing that with others, I want to build up. I want to inspire people that may be at a low point in their life to never give up. Uh, simply because give up is just not part of my DNA. And there were times that I could have. There were times, I mean, I've been rejected, okay? I, I felt like I was somewhat of a lonely child, you know, in the sense of, you know, just having that, that what I felt like I needed. But I also realized that you have to wake up every day and you have to realize that I did not bring this sunshine. I did not bring this day. But this day has been given to me. And so I get to choose what I'm going to do in this day. And yes, the truth of the matter is sometimes that's not easy to do. But then, too, I have to have a made up mind. And that's what I, you know, that's the thing for me. I had a made up mind. And, and, I, and like I said, my faith has always been the foundation. Simple as that. It has been the foundation. And I remember my mom, when we were coming up, she would always be singing these gospel songs. And I, I internalized these things these words. I internalized that, you know, I know God will make a way, you know, I would hear those things that, you know, I'm going to be taken care of, you know, I can put my trust in God. I actually internalized that. Those were not just words for me. That They were words, but they were more than words because I internalized those words and it just became a foundation for me as far as my life, no matter which way it was going, whether I was going all the way to the right and I was told to go all the way to the left. Those words still became the foundation, yeah, for, for my life. Wow. And I, and I love that. I think because of your life experiences of having to be the oldest, child of divorce, you know, go, having a child very early, I think you are given this, I don't want to call it a privilege, but this opportunity to really relate to people of different challenges that they face in their own life. And I think that would yes. just help them be more drawn in because it's like, instead of you just being inspirational and, and like reading words off a page, you're really pulling mm -hmm. from some life experience. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Many, many life experiences, you know. Um, yeah, many life experience. I can remember as a child when my mom would have to work, she would have to work sometimes at night and as a child you know um you know kind of being afraid because you know we had we may had somebody there but always wondering you know is my mom okay because we went through some things when you know we were younger as children my mom went through something and i just yeah yeah but like i said 
God has been good all my life. And so I know nothing else. Uh, simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Now, how did you get involved to attend Feel Her Fire? Um, I saw something that was posted on your Facebook. It was Girls Inc., like the 50th anniversary celebration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Girls Inc., um, I'm a champion for girls with Girls Inc. So when I was asked about being a champion for the girls, it was no doubt in my mind that I could do that. So that's how my involvement came about and uh, giving to the organization and supporting the programs and their mission. That's easy for me. That's easy for me. So, yeah. That's amazing. And what is the program? Like, was it consist of and how does it help? for those who, who are not familiar with the program? Yeah, the Girls Inc. program uh, mission is to upbuild these young girls, to uh, provide them access to different programs and different things, uh, to mentor them, to help them, you know, as far as daily challenges. And um, if I'm not mistaken, they may have even have a tutoring for these young girls, but it's just trying to help these young girls to become a whole person. Wow. And so, and with all the challenges that some of these young girls may face, they're, the, they're there to make a difference in their lives. That's amazing. We need programs like that. That's fantastic. And I love that you're involved. Yes. Yes. So you had something posted about, and I would like to know if we can talk about the classroom of life. Mm -hmm. So what is yeah. that, what is the consistent for you? Yeah, what's the classroom of life? T tell me about it. <laughs> okay, the classroom of life. When I say that, I'm saying that every day that we wake up, we're in the classroom of life. We're going to be tested, okay? We're going to be filled with different things. And that's why it's so important that you watch what you feed your mind and what you feed your spirit. And I believe that the classroom, when you get the test, is not to hurt you, but it's to help you to grow. And I feel like daily I'm being tested because situations come up and I have to sometimes stop and think before I respond rather than just my first initial response is to say this. I have to think about it and say, is this the right thing at this time? So it's about the test and the test. We don't realize the test is just to help us become better. It's not to, and there will be times you're going to fail that test. But guess what? You still can't give up. You have to come back the next day and let's say, let's do this again. Because you're going to get tested. You are going to get tested. So that's what the class, it's just about the test. It's about the test, but also about the testimonies. It's about the success and also about the struggles. It's about the joy and also the pain. Okay. So it, that's what it is. So you have to basically, you cannot just say, oh, well, I'm not, I, you know, I don't want to deal with that because, you know, I don't want to deal with that because it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I don't see how this is going to make me, help me to grow. No, accept it all, accept it all. And just realize every day I'm in the classroom of life. <laughs> oh, 
Some days I may be up, some days I may be down. You know, that's why some days I may be on the mountaintop, some days I may be in the valley, but I'm going to accept it all because it's going to nurture and nourish me as a person. Okay? I love that. I love that perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, how, how was the I Am Complete workshop experience like for you? Oh, the I Am Complete workshop was born out of uh, me realizing, and I really felt the Spirit speaking to me, that you are complete. And it has, a, it has a basis for it in scripture that I am complete in Christ. And I saw so many people gravitating towards uh, tangible things and, you know, the houses, the cars, the success, the bank accounts, all these things to me that has very little eternal value. And it's almost as if one day uh, it was spoken to, into my spirit. You are complete, Teresa, and you are complete in me. Nothing that you can add to yourself is going to make you more valuable in my eyesight than you already are. And so that's how that workshop was born and I would have, you know, guests to come on and, you know, different people to come on and share their different stories, different small businesses. So it was, it was just really, it was really good. It was really good. And last year I actually had a celebration of that workshop where uh, I invited different ladies to come in and we just kind of celebrated, celebrated us, celebrated our completeness. I love yes. that. I think we all should be doing that. That's amazing. Because you're right. So right. many people, they get yes. so drawn to the wrong thing and all the thing, the fancy stuff on Instagram and, you know, the different lifestyles. Right. And it's like, if you would stop trying to fill the hole in your heart and realize you have what it already takes to fill that hole in your heart. Exactly. so much more peace. So I love that you're sharing that message and helping people find their way yes. to recognizing that oh my gosh i want right. to sign up for it it sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so i want to talk yes. about, a little bit about um i think you had a post that said whose templates or standards are we using to measure ourselves i think that's yes yes because that came from i see just like you were saying how people will use the world's standard to measure who they are. And the only measuring stick that I use is not anything earthly for sure. Because one thing I realized, we may measure up to somebody's uh, stick here, but the real measurement is not another human being. It's my heavenly father. And so when I measure up to him, I realize I do not measure up and none of us measure up. Whereas with another human being, you may feel like you measure up. So you have to be very careful. And it goes back to what you said earlier. You're using the wrong measuring, the wrong template. Okay. 
because we can all, I mean, we can all say, hey, I look pretty good standing next shoulder to shoulder with her. I kind of measure up, you know, but that's not the real measuring stick. Because sometimes what I realize on social media is you can make anything look good. You can make stuff look really good, okay? But sometimes you don't know what's going on behind the story. And I heard this lady once on IG, she was saying she was shocked because this young lady had invited her to be a speaker. Um, and she could not get in touch with the young lady for a while. And because this young lady was just dynamic. She was showing up on Instagram with all these pictures, all these uh, expensive clothes. She presented herself and said when she finally got in touch with her, if I'm recalling it correctly, she, this young lady has had been evicted from her house. But she was presenting something that was not the case. And I thought to myself, how often do people look at what somebody is presenting and they size it up, not knowing the full story of what's really going on in somebody's life. Yeah. And so when somebody says stuff like, oh, I want to grow up to be like you, I'm like, you, you just saying something because to grow up to be like me, you have to take all the scars too, honey. Okay, it ain't just, it's just not the makeup and the jewelry and stuff. It comes with scars. So you have to be very careful about what you say you want to do. Yeah, comparison <laughs> yeah. is a thief of joy. It really is. It really is. Comparison is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And competing, competing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And run your own race yeah. in your lane. Run your own race, that's right. And that's the, that is so beautiful because I... I remember running a race, a 5K, and it was like when I'm running, I always, I'm always thinking, you know, deeper thoughts. And I tried to find somebody that I'm going to say, I'm going to keep up with that person. That's that. I'm not going to let that person right there beat me. <laughs> but what I realized is that we were all running our race at different paces, okay? It didn't matter if I was behind, in the middle. It didn't matter where I was, but we were all in the race. And guess what the goal was? To finish. So whether I finished first, in the middle, or last, the goal was to finish. And so if people could just look at life and realize that the goal is to finish, I don't have to compete with you. You know, I understand those that compete in races because they don't get paid. I just could never wrap my mind because I would always tell my husband that, hey, what am I doing out here? This doesn't make sense. But it was it was it was really theology in the race because I, I realized that you run your race. All different sizes of people out there, different nationalities, different races. Just run your race. OK. Yeah and finish <laughs> i absolutely yeah. love that yes exactly another thing when you're talking made me think i had heard oprah she had was taking questions from audience and someone stood up and said i'm uh -huh. going to, i want to apply to the same school you did I'm, i want to do this i want to be you and she goes i got this covered you be the best you that you can be. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah, I love Oprah too. So yeah. Oh, so many nuggets of truth and wisdom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would love to just be in a room with her to absorb the essence of Oprah. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. 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 So what inspired you to write a book? Oh, I have been writing for a while. Yeah. And it just came in my spirit one day, pull it all together and put it in a book. And that's what I did. Uh, the book, You Can't Make Me Doubt Him, is actually my second book. Okay. All right. I have my first book. I'm not sure. I don't know if you've seen that one. This one here. Would, yeah. In his own way. Yeah. Yes. In his own way, in his own time. Yes. And then, of course, this one here, You Can't Make Me Doubt Him, is all based on what I have learned to be my truth in life. Now, when I say my truth, I'm not saying anybody else has to go along with it, but it's my truth. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how long have you been writing um, and, and what was the writing process like for you? Well, I have been writing, I have, I have so many different journals. I just go back sometime and I look and I'm like, oh my goodness. I have been writing for um, so many years, I can't even count. And it just, it was a way of me just expressing what I feel. I actually have a journal uh, of gratitude. And I go back and look, and I'm even thinking about turning that into either uh, a book or a journal where I just take some of my thank yous and put in there my gratitude posts. But yeah, I just like to write because I can express myself freely. You know, I don't have to, you know, when you're writing and you're expressing yourself, you're not looking for anyone's permission, which I wouldn't anyway, or validation. I wouldn't do that anyway, but you're just expressing yourself what has been laid on your heart to say. And so, yeah, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So have you felt like that when you're putting all these notes together, did you face any kind of challenges when you decided to start putting this into a book? I do because I second guess myself. You know, nobody has to do a critique because I'm going to critique myself pretty good. So it's like, um, do is that how I really want to say it? And so I did for my first book, I actually had an, uh, an editor that went through. But by the second one, it was like I had some friends that were pretty good that looked at it for me. And I was like, I'm just going to go with it, just just the way it is. But yeah, you do. You you once you start pulling it all together, and you you know, it's, it feels like okay, I said it just how I wanted to say it when I was writing it down. But then you may make a few changes and modifications, and, and then, like I said, you'll ask yourself, is this really how I wanted to get this this message across? These words. So yeah, yeah. So. Wow. But I don't, you know, what you, what I learned is I always say that is, I always say that is 
something that is trying to get you not to speak the words that have been given to you. I always call it, it's the enemy's trick of, of something that has been laid in your spirit to say. And it's like, nah, you, so it would cause you to, you know, belabor it. And it's like, nah. And at some point I was like, nope, this is how it's going to be. However it comes out, it's going to be just the way it should. Leave it alone. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I love that you say that because I think so many people have, maybe it's a book or a project or a career they want to pursue and it's that negative self-talk and they let yes. it overcome them and then they right. just halt and then have a job they're not happy with, get into a routine. And if they would just do like what you said you did, how you push through it, I think that alone makes the world a better place. Yes. Because now you're, yes. you're fulfilled and you're releasing that exactly. message. Oh, exactly. And I always believe that that negative, that negative talk is it, anytime, if you could just get in your mind, anytime that you're doing something that's good, that has the potential to uplift and inspire, you are going to get tested. And that negative talk, that voice that will tell you, ah, oh, no, that's not good enough. Why, why are you even going to do this? Who's going to read it anyway? Who's going to, you know, you have to let that go. And keep in mind when you're doing something that that is going to happen. And so with, even when we keep in mind of these things, sometimes we're still unable to, in that moment, to deal with it. But yeah, just put a motto. Uh, I'm not listening to you today, negative talk. <laughs> not today. Yeah. I got work to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh my yes. gosh, I love it so much. What do you have planned for this upcoming year? I am hoping to uh, do more speaking engagements. Um, I do have one that's already scheduled uh, for a small group and I'm gonna have my celebration. I am complete celebration again. And I'm just gonna be looking for more opportunities to share my story uh, to uplift. Uh, I say I uplift the children, but also the women as well because what I realized that just because you are a grown woman it doesn't mean that you don't need the encouragement because so many have missed so many things coming up there have been some things that have transpired in your life so what I've learned is if I have been healed I want to heal others so I want to heal them not so much with what I am saying, but with something that is foundational to me, something that will help you as far as your journey and inspire you. And hopefully my life story can inspire others. Absolutely. And I love that you're willing to go and uplift women because not all women have had healthy families when they were a kid. Some had toxic, you know, family relationships, or maybe they got into a toxic relationship and you know, they got out of college and got involved with the wrong guy and all of a sudden like they just exactly. feel defeated in life. And I love that mm -hmm. you are willing to share your gifts and talents and life experience to help them because 
there's so many women who need you and your message and i just i love it so much so thank you so much on behalf of those who don't get to say thank you for your oh. willingness to help and make a difference in their lives right and, and and it stems out of the fact that i could have been the defeated one and at one point i felt like i was the defeated one but i had some words it, it, it's something to have to draw from and i think that has been what has really helped me i've had a well to draw from and even though at times that well may have seemed like it was dry it was always a word that would come through maybe a friend or somebody else or even strangers i've been encouraged so much by even strangers and so that is what you have to you have to be intentional about doing those things that are going to help you to continue this journey because it's pretty short. I mean, I don't, I don't know about anybody. It's just the journey is pretty short. So you have to do what you can to make the best of whatever your situation is in. Because out of defeated moments, it, it helps to define you and your character. Will I quit? Or will I dust myself off and say, hey, I'm going to give it another try? And so, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And if people want to get your book, I mean, I could talk to you for another hour. You are so classy and such a delight. But if people want to get your book or find out more about you, maybe book you for a speaking event, where can they, where can they go to find you? They can find me on IG at Illuminated by His Light. And also, I have another IG that is women underscore empowered to the number two win also i have a website and it is www.teresafoleybats.com excellent i'll make sure that gets all in the show and notes my books get that. yes your books right and the books, you can find them on Amazon. Perfect. Or you can DM me from my IG page and I can get one in the mail to you. Woo, woo. That's amazing. Oh yeah, my gosh. Woo. Thank you. <laughs> you are so incredible. <laughs> I appreciate how much that you are willing to just inspire because we need that light out in the world to make this place a better place. I mean, it's tough yes. out there. Life has its challenges, it as you know clearly. And yes. what an inspiration you are. Thank you. I know you're super busy, right. and to get just this time with you is such an honor. And I'm just, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lucretia, for having me. This has been this has been really good for me, and I thank you for even inviting me into this space. And one thing that I want to leave is that if we would just understand that when it gets dark, that the sun will shine. It doesn't stay dark. When it night comes, it doesn't stay night. The morning is sure to come. And so that has been, I even in the valley, take the lessons 
learn, and be prepared for whatever else is going to come. Rid yourself of any negative thoughts as much as you can. They're going to come up. But try to just put yourself in a positive spaces. This has been a very positive space, and I thank you for the opportunity to share. Oh, that warms my heart. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you, and with that, I got nothing more to say because that was amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, thank you. That's it with Teresa Follivetz. Next week, we talk with boudoir photographer Stephanie Nevins. Being able, a lot of women that are coming in have never thought of themselves as beautiful or sexy. Like, they just never really, like, felt that part of them. Um, and then a lot of them have been abused, either mentally, physically, and so their self-esteem is low, like, they were always told to help they were ugly and they would never amount to anything. And so when they finally get to see themselves and the way I'm looking at them, it just opens their eyes. Hey, thanks for listening to Journey to the Rise. Please do follow us on your podcast app so you have the latest episode downloaded. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our account is Journey to the Rise Podcast. This episode was researched, produced, and edited by Girl Boss Productions. And please remember to be kind to you. Fill your cup up with love. When we are kind to ourselves, it makes it easier to be kind to others. I'm Lucretia, and you've been listening to Journey to the Rise.